Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage, support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. Welcome back to Two Adoptive Mamas. It's Liz here with Sarah. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here. And we have some special return guests with us this evening, our husband. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey, how's it going? That was Dan first and then Drew. (laughs) So excited. It's like a double date virtual style. So, oh, yeah, we're rocking the virtual style. So we thought (laughs) that we are we would touch a little bit on the fact that, you know, this is airing right before the holidays and, um, just being able to focus on family and focus on parenting and some, uh, some, some reflection, right, Sarah, like we want to just kind of look back a little bit and think about what we've learned as parents and, and bring the dad perspective in. Yeah. We recently highlighted in one of our newsletters, if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, um, that we, Uh, celebrated our one-year anniversary of two adoptive mamas on December 1st. Um, It was an idea, excuse me, that kind of came into fruition fall, um, the fall prior to um, last December. And yeah, here we are. And it's been an adventure and a fun one. And we're in season two and it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. We also had the husbands on last time for a holiday right around Valentine's day. I think it was. So now we thought we'd bring in some, some of that Christmas cheer, right guys? Absolutely. (laughs) You got the right guys. (laughs) And it's been like an intense 18 months. I feel like for everyone. Oh, it totally has. (laughs) So no simplicity in parenting, but yeah, we wanted to reflect a little and maybe talk about something that each of us has learned over the last year. Um, and then, kind of something, you know, one of our hopes or our goals, um, for the next year as we take on 2022. Yeah. And hopefully one of these things that we have learned is something maybe you've learned from one of our guests or a resource that maybe you have tapped into. And if that's the case, we would love to hear about it so that we can highlight that for more of our listeners. Um, but you know, this isn't, this isn't the, uh, Sarah and Liz, Drew and Dan show. It's more, it's more of us trying to figure out, you know, Hey, we're all navigating the day today. Here's some things that we've learned. We hope it can encourage you along your journey. And, um, we really want to hear from you and learn what you have learned this past year. So to kick us off, it's going to be team Dylan. Thanks Liz for kicking for, You're for punting that to us. Um, so something that we've learned, well, I think I'll start off by laying a little bit of context and I actually don't know what Drew is going to say. So we're either very much so on the same page or very much so not. And that's, that's how real this podcast is. So buckle up. If you have been listening from the beginning, or you might've heard me mention it before, um, since we started this podcast, we've been in the wait, um, for our second domestic adoption. And so we've learned a lot in this last year, um, because our wait the first time was very minimal, um, which was very unexpected. Um, but I talked about it in one of our earlier episodes. Um, we are, uh, we did our home study through a local agency, but we also are working with, um, an adoption consultant, 
this time. And so that's been something, um, something different for us. And I think one thing that I have learned, um, as we kind of receive situations and put our yes out there, um, in confidence that, you know, we, we know the timing that we would like, but God has the bigger and better plan. Um, but as we see these situations, I think our empathy, um, for birth moms and just where they find themselves, um, in the season that they're in or the challenges that they're facing. Um, some of them have brought us to tears and Mm -hmm. a lot of prayer. And there are a lot of women and babies who are on our prayer list now that weren't there a year ago. And as difficult as that is, I think it's also a gift because, you know, we say this all the time here at two adoptive mamas that, um, the beauty of adoption and foster care is that it comes from brokenness. And I think we are on a walk right now where we're seeing that evidenced in, um, a process that we're hoping brings us joy. Um, but it brings a lot of heartbreak and a lot of difficulty, um, on the other side of things. So that's kind of the lesson I'm learning. I mean, being patient in the wait, which I don't know, I'm, I'm probably not a very good example of patience. Um, and if you hear that beeping, that's our dishwasher. Cause again, that's how real this podcast is. So we're sitting at our kitchen Island. <laughs> this is welcome to our studio. Definitely a lot of prayer. I've always said that when we see these situations where we're praying first and foremost for the birth mother or birth parents, and then secondly, the child that, that she, that she chooses the child and she chooses life. And then and then our next request when in prayer is for us that this could be a good situation and be a good match for us. And so um, lots of prayer. And we've, we've got a, a list of names of birth mothers that we've been praying for. And, you know, we don't know their story, but God does. And, and that's reassuring in that sense that he's um, that there's people all across the country that are praying for for those individuals. And uh, certainly a lot of patience as well, as, as Sarah mentioned. Um, that was what I was going to mention as something that definitely have learned in this season over the last year. And as, as the year to come is, is being, uh, passionately patient. So, um, this is something that has hit me. Uh, Romans five, three through five is, is a verse that Sarah and I really hold dear to our heart. And I actually was reading more of the message. And so the way that the message translates, uh, the portion that specifically refers to suffering is, to how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And so I pretty much think passionate patience is pretty much an oxymoron. Like, how can you be passionately, how can you be passionate about being patient? Like that doesn't make any sense, especially as Americans, especially as instant gratification, where we don't delay gratification, but everything we want is right now. And then especially in the mind of a three-year-old, everything should have happened as, as our daughter says last week, because she doesn't understand time. And so that's where I think sometimes we don't understand time. Um, but just develop that passionate patience. So passionate patience in what's the next job change? What's the next career move? What is how do I um, be passionately patient with my daughter with my family, and what God has for us in the future, and then very much so in the wait, and just being in the moment, and being positive that we're a family of three right now. And this is awesome. And this is fantastic. And as much as it, our desire is so strongly for uh, a baby brother or sister for our daughter, it is, um, you know, this is where we're at right now and to stay in that moment, um, but to be passionately patient um, that the Lord is, is instilling in us. 
Yeah, that was that was a nice little segue there. Um, I, I loved it, and I would just say, as a family who is walking um, next to you guys, and over the past year, um, despite all of the roller coaster ups and downs, and then the still kind of coasting into the station of the roller coaster, we're still not there yet. Um, just to encourage you guys from from the outside in, you know, we have seen some of that passionate patience and also seen how the Lord has just touched your lives through this season and know that it's because he's preparing you for, for the mm-hmm. next step. And, and that's a really, as you have said it, you know, almost an oxymoron, but it's, it's been a beautiful, I know difficult, but a beautiful thing to see. So kudos to you guys. <laughs> Thanks Liz. And just an encouragement. I mean, to anyone listening who might also be in the wait. Um, I mean, I would say the last 18 months are nothing that we expected and Drew kind of alluded to it, but we've had job changes and there's been, you know, the still this looming pandemic and there's been, you know, um, yeses and nos in the adoption wait and just like a lot of unexpected hard things. And, you know, there's always health things and, um, you know, you might feel like you have it coming at you from all angles, but just rest in the fact that like, none of it surprises God. Mm -hmm. And he, like you said, Liz, I mean, he's making us like the best version of ourselves to step up to the plate for what he has for us next. And so he's constantly molding, um, you know, and casting that vision, um, for his will for our life. So anyway, all right, grubs, you're up. (laughs) Well, I was chosen to pick to go first. I was not chosen to pick. I was chosen to go first. <laughs> um, so I think, um, you know, just as I'm thinking about the past year um, and we're in month 12, <laughs> we've been saying, you know, hey, like, are we going to get one month in 2021 where there's no, uh, you know, hurdle <laughs> of some kind? And that was just not in the cards for us this year. And for, for so many, I think 2020 was really tough and, and we definitely had our challenges in 2020. Um, but 2021 was harder for our family. Um, hands down. (laughs) Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. no question about it. 2021 was tough. And so when I think about my role as a parent, um, I think, you know, I'm reflecting on how I was jumping in and out of so many different things and wearing so many different hats that I, as a mom, um, and as a human was just trying to find my identity in this year in, in, in every single season, who was I and, and how I was able to to really relate myself and my, in my identity in Christ. And so that was never in question. You know, I, I never doubted my identity in Christ, but I also know that you had to tether yourself to something, um, when the waves come crashing around and, and sometimes you have to retie that knot, um, over and over again. And so as a parent, um, I think I could see that in my kids and how they were looking and searching for, for their identities. And we know as adoptees, there's always something that I, as an adoptive mom, am never going to be able to fill as much as my heart wants to. There's always going to be a piece of unknown or, or something that they're going to wonder about or miss. And, um, I think we definitely saw that in both of our kids in different ways. And, you know, for us in, in this past year, we moved and, um, we talked about that on the podcast and we, I also had a job change, 
Um, and that required me from working totally remote to working back, um, at an institution and, and in a physical office. And, you know, that provided a lot of change for our family Our you know, we had one start kindergarten, we had multiple surgeries and, and as you're like kind of navigating all of this, that, that, who am I question keeps coming back for our kids. Um, and so I needed to make sure that as a parent, I was really, solid in that so that I could point them to the one who will always provide all the answers of identity. You are always loved and worth it in the eyes of Christ. And, and that he is the one who can satisfy all of that. And I can't as a parent, um, and I have to keep pointing my kids to that. So whether we're having, you know, Dan and I are having these conversations of like, all right, so like, what's our language going to be around X, Y, Z issue, or we never thought we were going to have to explain this. So what are we going to say about this now? And all of those things, as long as we're continuously pointing back to Jesus, will always end up right. But when we're in that navigating day to day, like that is what I'm learning. Like, what does that mean in this situation? What does that mean for this school experience? What does that mean for this unknown? What does that mean in this hospital room? And, and how do we constantly apply that? So, um, I don't have all the answers yet, but I think, um, we're on a journey of figuring that out for each season that our kids are walking through. So as a parent, I think this year was a really big one of growth for me. Dan. <laughs> yeah. So the idea of passionate patience is interesting um, because it, it ties into, so we're in a season where we're, we're not waiting. Um, we have our, our adoptive babies and, and we're living life. We have our kids we're moving forward here, but I still need to practice passionate patience every day with the kids who are in our home um, and being able to I slow myself down um, and be ready to match their speed um, and be patient in the midst of that so that I'm not rushing the process. I'm not rushing uh, what needs to happen or what I think needs to happen, but trusting that God has a plan. God has a plan for this minute. God has a plan for this day. It's not about whether or not I'm going to brush my son's teeth or he is. Um, it is uh, about establishing relationship, and it's about building the the bigger and the better. So, the that's what I learned in the last um, ten minutes listening to this podcast. Because every time I listen to this podcast, I learn something. So, what I was thinking of when I came to this was the importance of parenting the child that's in front of you, um, which also requires patience um, because I can struggle with not letting go of the behavior and the thing that happened five hours ago or 10 minutes ago. Um, and so I need to parent the child that's in front of me, who's growing, who's learning, who's changing, um, and who's getting better at doing what they're doing, um, and is doing the best that they can in that moment. Um, so to parent them and continue to discipline for something that already happened or that we've moved on from, like we've started the, the hand motion to help us all to remember to move on from things and um, help to kind of go on to the next thing and not get stuck uh, in what we were doing before. 
I love it. And not to repeat kind of how you piggyback earlier, Liz, but we've also had the privilege of witnessing you guys are kind of in the next season. Like your kids are a little older and, um, you have the school thing going on. We're not quite there yet. And so it's always a privilege. Um, I mean, not that it's a privilege that you have challenges, but it's a privilege to watch you navigate the challenges as gracefully as you do. And Mm -hmm. definitely watching with eyes wide open so that when, if, and when we're in that place at some point, um, you know, it's, we're grateful to have trusty friends that we can lean on, um, as we navigate that. So, and Hey, Dan, thanks for the shout out. I'm so glad that you learned something. Absolutely. (laughs) And I just have to say, I mean, well, this, it's a sacrifice, you know, every time Liz and I are able to get together to work on the podcast, like there's the behind the scenes that's holding down the fort, right? Yeah. Um, The dads, Hey, (laughs) the dads and the grandparents and whoever. (laughs) So So, true. true. It takes a village. And so we're just really grateful for the opportunity to keep this going. Um, and yeah, so, okay. Goals. Yeah. Well, first I was just going to say one, thank you. But also I think, um, for anyone who's listening, find, you know, you might not be leading a podcast, but you got to find your posse, um, to be able to, to do this, this life. And I think, you know, a constant theme of our, ours is the importance of community and finding people who really, you know, air quote, get it, you know, they understand. So, um, we know that we know those families in our circle who get it and we are so appreciative for, for them. Um, and you guys, you guys being some of them, but I think just, you know, that, that encouragement, sometimes the holidays season gets really busy, um, or we're like super focused on just, you know, the immediate family, but don't forget and don't lose sight of one, why the holidays are the holidays, but two, to make sure that you're walking with people who get it and who, who need to be able to check on you in all those busy times. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Okay. I'm going to put the grubs on the spot now. All right. So what, what's your vision? Um, you guys are so good at, and we've talked about this before a little bit, but like, um, Liz, I know you have shared that you and Dan will sit down and kind of talk about, all right, what's, yes, what's on the docket by for the quarter. <laughs> by quarter. Okay. Quarterly. See, these are things. This is, mm, this is great. Um, really as we're really good as at sitting to. down. What's that? Really as frequently as we need to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, just having those check-ins and, and knowing kind of where you are hoping that your family is heading realizing, and if, especially if you're in adoption foster care, realizing that you might have the idea, but you don't decide the direction. Right. So. So true. 2022 is the great unknown. Well, I won't, I mean, I, I won't speak for us entirely because I want you to chime in, but I think, you know, our goal is in line with what Dan said, we're, we're hoping to have a little bit of some slowdown as a family so that we know that when things come at a pace that we can't control. Um, we've kind of like stored up some, some of that bucket <laughs> that, you know, we'll have, we'll have enough juice to pour out. Um, and that's the best way I can phrase it. Like how, how can we, for, I guess, for example, you know, like this month between Thanksgiving and Christmas is always a really difficult season for our kids. They're, they're dysregulated and they're, there's a lot of transitions that they like know and traditions that they love, but 
Um, there's also a lot of hard that comes with that and a lot of loss that comes with that. And so, um, we have committed to like not really planning anything on Saturdays. And that doesn't mean that we don't do anything on Saturdays. Our Saturdays were very busy, but by not scheduling it and being able to kind of listen to what Dan had said that he's learned and, and is learning like, okay, who are the kiddos in front of us this Saturday? And we started in the morning you know, we have our traditional pancakes, which we've talked about. Dan is the master pancake builder, um, baker, anyway. Um, but we have literally said, Hey, what's one thing that you want to do today? And hearing how it is that they want to spend their day and trying to be able to like honor that. Um, and we don't necessarily always get to it by 10 AM, but it's been cool to hear what it is that their interests are. And then to see them try and live that out within a day. And that only happens when we take a breath and listen and give space to be able to do that. So more of that in 2022. That would be really nice. I heard it said, somebody put it as you need to slow down to speed up. And I think that it's not just us being able to speed up, but it's our our kids being able to grow and to be able to learn and have that space. So it's taken a little bit longer time at times for them to process and understand what's happening. So we need to slow down so that they can um, come up to speed and they can speed up um, at their pace, at their pace and following along with them, parenting the child that's in front of you, um, but slowing down so that we're, uh, noticing and we're not just rushing, rushing and not taking into consideration their pace. Well, bringing it full circle. And now we punt it off to you, Sarah and Drew. <laughs> I think as we're getting into 2022, uh, some of our goals for the family are definitely around change and transition. Um, we're currently, uh, I'm going through a, a career change and also a schedule change. And so that's been an adjustment for our family. How do we have that rest and relaxation in the middle of the week? How do we kind of turn uh, those days into uh, something that's different than what everyone else is doing? So definitely a challenge. um, And just in that lot of communication um, between Sarah and I, as well as our daughter to just to be actively listening and hearing what each other do need so that we can be uh, the most present for each other as, as we're working through this, um, through this change. So, and preparing for hopefully even more change with (laughs) waiting for adoption. Yeah. And I would just, um, I love how we didn't plan this, but kind of the passionately patient thing. And then Dan, what you shared about parenting the child in front of you I think when you're anticipating whatever, like we think about the season of Advent, right. And like the waiting, the anticipation, um, you don't want to miss out on what's right under your feet. Right. And so, um, we have a very energetic three-year-old, um, who is on the cusp of asking a lot of questions about our family and, um, I said to Drew the other day, I just want to be really thoughtful about how we start to walk that conversation. I mean, that's really important and it's, it's right here. And, um, you know, Lord willing, she will be able to witness, um, kind of how that unfolds, um, in our family, but, um, she's here right now and she's a huge gift to us. And, 
I just want to be very present and I am, but I just want to be intentional, um, about being present with her, um, even as we anticipate and pray and hope for a change. Um, so that would be my goal. And, um, she has, uh, kept us on our toes, I guess you could say, um, she, and I know Liz and Dan, I shared this with you the other day. I mean, she probably talks about a baby brother, a sister more than we do at this point, not because we're not talking about it just because I think it's really become a desire of her heart. Like she gets it. She sees friends who have a baby in their house. Um, and so, you know, we've kind of been able to, to spin that into like, you know, casting your thoughts and your prayers and your desires, like to the Lord, like laying that at, you know, out to him and, um, and praying about it. And she takes it quite literally. She will like stop at the middle of like chewing her dinner and like pray for a baby brother or sister, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, just taking the time to slow down and like be captivated by that childlike faith. Um, our world is so complicated and, Yet it's um, yet it's not right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so anyway, slowing down to speed up. I like that, Dan. Mm-hmm. So that being said, it was really great, um, to sit down just the four of us. Um, I know we just really appreciate this time. We appreciate that, um, you choose to pop in your earbuds and tune in with us, um, weekly or, you know, whenever you have a chance to catch the podcast, and again, I alluded to this in our, in our written newsletter, um, this week, but without our amazing guests, we wouldn't have a show. Um, and when Liz and I started to adoptive mamas, we wanted to create a community and a resource and be a lifeline to moms in the trenches of the day to day. Um, it can be really overwhelming. And I think something that might've been obvious, but maybe not right away to us is just how much we would leave each recording changed by the guests that we had been able to interview, um, at that given time. And it just is such a reminder of the community and the connection, um, that we have as moms and then as adoptive moms or as parents and then adoptive and foster parents. Um, and so like Liz said, in the beginning of tonight's episode, um, find your community, uh, find, seek that out. Um, because, it's out there and it's strong and we need to learn from those who have gone before us, um, and then be a support to those who might just be starting. So again, on that note, thanks for one great year. It's been awesome. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) And remember until we meet again, you've got this mama. so much for listening. We'd be honored if you would leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. We're so grateful for your time and hope you can help us share our message with others. Remember to stay connected with Two Adoptive Mamas at twoadoptivemamas.com slash connect. We look forward to being back with you soon, but until then, remember, you've got this mama.